Hi, welcome to Tabletop Transmissions. This is a podcast about being queer and tabletop role-playing. I am one of your hosts, Liz, and joining me tonight, as always, well, not as always, but most of the time, are our (laughs) co-hosts. Hi, it's Cassie. And hello, it's Fran. All right, so... Uh, we already talked, we, so spoiler alert, we talked before we start recording. That's right, we have real lives. <laughs> we don't just podcast for your amusement, you fool. No, you're not a fool. I'm sorry. I'm a little punchy today. Um, I think I think all of us are. Yeah, I had to drive through downtown D.C. today. Which? In the, tr- in the truck. Which is horrible. Hey, it could be worse. It could have been raining. Yeah, that's true. No, a friend of ours was wanted to drop off some stuff at Goodwill, but they don't have a car. So, mm-hmm. uh, we, so us and our truck <laughs> got, got <laughs> roped in, yep. but yep. You're truck to, lesbians. Now we are, but we did get to go to my favorite Italian deli in the city. Oh, nice. So oh, well, that's I got, something. yeah. So nothing beats real Italian, uh, Pickled pickled peppers on a on a sub. How many of them did you pick? Uh, several. Okay. Uh, I can't remember. I was gonna say at least a parcel full, but I was like, no, I don't think that's the, the way the rhyme goes. It's a pack. A pack. That's right. Oh. Uh, anyway, so uh, it's gonna be a little bit of a low key episode. So you know, uh, get somewhere snugly, get a blanket, turn the lights down low. Kind of, kind of, you know, nuzzle in with us because I, I know, I'm sitting here. I've got a fire going. Uh, <laughs> I don't have a smoking jacket on, though. I wish I did. <laughs> um, I'm jealous. It's not a great fire. I mean, we have a gas fireplace, um, which uh, is nice okay. and warm, and yeah. it's really freaking cold and, in the basement. Yeah, and click, click, fire. Yeah. Uh, elegantly put yeah so actually so uh what have you all been up to this week how's how's your week well we already sort of know so um Mm. anything fun happened this week (laughs) (laughs) not not that not having fun i don't know i'm gonna put my foot in my mouth so Uh, no 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 that's okay (laughs) um i i can actually jump in on this um I am working on a property that I cannot yet announce, um, but it's something that I've worked on before. And I have gotten to um, dump a big bucket of genderqueer all over um, an entire established race of uh, people. So they're not all genderqueer, but they have a stronger tendency towards that than uh, most other folks. And uh, not only has this, you know, this is going to be canon, and not only um, have I been doing this, the other folks working with me on the expansion, including the line manager, are enthusiastically excited about it. So, so, um, yeah. There are good people in the RPG community who want us to be happy and want you, dear listener, to get out and game. Which um, actually brings us... Well, so, Cassie, what have you been up to before I... Uh, even though I was 
great before segue. Before you zamp across I'm, over there. Let's see. Um, well, I am... Then, uh... Oh, I read some comic books. That was nice. Ooh. Uh, the new, new, um... Oh. Um... All I can think of is lightning laughs, but I know. Oh, the new Legion of Superheroes. That's yeah. We just yeah. I have the issue. I have the issue. I haven't read it yet. I went a few weeks without being able to make it to the store, so I'm still catching up. I, you know, I haven't read monthlies in such a long time. Mm. Mm. I I might I might go down to the comic store. That might be. I gotta I gotta go run errands tomorrow, and I gotta go out near the comic store, so I might just pop in and be like, "Hey, can I have these books?" <laughs> uh, so I don't know, I don't know. Okay. But um, what we are talking about tonight, dear listener, uh, I actually got to run uh, Cyberpunk Red. Mm-hmm. And so there's going to be two parts to this. Is what I want to talk about. First of all, how I managed to cobble together a, a motley crew of edge runners. Mm-hmm. And second of all, um, how it kind of went. Okay. Uh, which they are both directly related to each other. <laughs> okay. So I wanted to play. So I have been itching. Um, I don't know. I, I've been itching to run stuff and just play anything. I haven't, mm, I haven't really yeah. gotten into it in a while. And, um, sort of what I wanted to talk a little bit about this week, and we're going to do it another time, but I kind of wanted to maybe be a little open with this, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't been doing real great, uh, the past couple weeks. Yeah. Mm. Um, my mental health has not been great. This time of year is always hard for me, or has been hard for me, um, primarily due to some hard associations. I was going to say anniversary bullshit. Um, yeah. Um, oh, the brain weasels like those anniversaries. They do. Mm-hmm. Um, for listeners who may not be as acquainted with my history, um, about this time of year, I was homeless. Well, I, I wasn't homeless. In fact, I had found a home and was just trying to settle into it. And that is still an ongoing process. Um, particularly one where I realize I'm allowed to, to be. Like, I am allowed to use our lovely fireplace heater. Mm-hmm. And, and other things. So that is that is hard. And... Uh, so kind of the urge to want to run something versus the energy to do it, but fate yeah. aligned and I got to play or I got to run cyberpunk. Um, you might be asking, okay, so Liz, if you are wanting to run cyberpunk, how did you get a group together? Well, dear listeners, um, because I am, I am a uh, hip with the youth. Uh, (laughs) all right all right all right full disclosure i will be 31 next month but (laughs) 
So in, fact, in fact, to some of us, you are hip with the youth. Yep, exactly. <laughs> that is true. Something, I do know what... something off my lawn. <laughs> that is true. I do know sort of what TikTok is. <laughs> <laughs> have, have you have have you ever been on Fleek? Um, no. Because first of all, because I understand what that means, and second of all, no. <laughs> Um, have you two met me? Awesome. <laughs> I mean, I think I'm the one who has been the furthest uh, below Fleek ever, and and, <laughs> and so forth. But uh, but yeah. Um, I can say I did forget to put a bra on when handing out trick or treat candy. <laughs> so that might have yes. been. <laughs> I don't. Now I don't... you know, children. Now you know. Behold the horrors of age and gender. <laughs> anyway, um, so, yeah. So, I, I as like I said, um, because I am hip with the use, uh, trademark, uh, I turn to Discord. Which is sort of, I guess, the new hotness. Maybe it's the old hotness. It's I don't know. It's hotness, I think. It's the medium hotness. I mean, mm-hmm. kids these days are shoving pennies into electrical outlets. Hmm? Oh, have you not heard about this? No, I missed that one, and I'm kind of glad because... Oh, is that is that another internet challenge? That's, another t- yeah, the TikTok challenge. Kids are... Um, I don't quite understand why. <laughs> <laughs> They're accidentally <laughs> committing arson. Yeah. Uh, gotta don't understand why, but I do love that revolutionary spirit to commit art. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so I I was on Discord and there is um there is a Discord channel R looking for group RLFG, which is the Discord channel that goes with the subreddit RLFG. Okay. Uh, so. Um, so I posted, Hey, I, w- I want to play this game. I got some responses, had to weed a few people. Um, in fact, I want to pull up one of the, I would like to read my chat log with this one person who sent me I, a message. I, I'm not sure that that's ethical or not. I won't risk the name, but I will. Okay. Uh, I, I can tell them, I can tell you what they sent me. Okay. Uh, uh, so let's see. The first thing they sent me was Gello, madame. Uh, G E L L O, madame. <laughs> um, please tell, please tell me the good news. Please tell, hang on. Please tell me the good news to me and a friend. To play in this you posted. Huh. So, once I sorted out that word salad, I realized they had sent me a picture of my post. And I was, and then they said, hello, madame? Question mark. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I responded, uh, I'm going to be real with you, mate. Calling me my da- madame is super fucking creepy. <laughs> to which they responded sorry bad habit how are you today mm-hmm. uh, to which I responded I'll be honest 
I don't think this is going to work. Maybe I'm being hard, but you've been weird. Call me madame. I don't think this is going to work. <laughs> so that, that was our first, that was the first person to contact me about playing in this. Oh, and my hopes, my hopes got a little low after that, but finally, after taking what I could get, uh, we cobbled together a group to play. And um, that experience of putting yourself out there, like saying, hey, I want to run in or play in a game, is incredibly frightening. Mm. Um, I don't know, at least for me. We talked about finding a game online, and that's true. But uh, I, I think I still think it's a good tool. But I also think putting yourself out there as a, because I mean, I've got my picture in my profile. I've got uh, my pronouns in my profile. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little scary. Yeah. You don't quite know what you're getting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in this case, we managed to get things going. Um, so I will say the first thing about running the game. Um, is the the pre-gens are pretty solid. I get why there is not a lot of customization available. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I think there is enough there. So what you get to do, um, you can either so there is a couple, a couple different um lines of stats, like six, and you roll a d6, and and that's your stats. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you can just pick one either way and then there is a life pass that you can roll randomly roll for to generate a backstory if you don't if you can't come up with a good one which i i love i think i think random tables for backstories mm-hmm. yeah be in every rpg yep just as an option not something you have to do but oh yeah no yeah just as an option but even then it, i think it makes uh, I really hope that's something that carries over into the full game and isn't just for the base game. Oh, Life Path. Yeah. That's yeah. That's been part of Cyberpunk since... Oh, yeah. 20- since 2013, since the first edition. Yeah. Wait, I thought the first one was 2020. So that's no. the oh, you sweet summer child. Oh, my gosh. Oh, really? you know not the black box. Where Friday Night Firefight was ugly, 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 and even grittier than it became. Um, so, uh, I, I feel like what's that? What's that NPR show where they have like, you know, the 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 19th century geek and the 18th century geek and so on and so forth. I feel like you know, and now the cyberpunk geek takes over. <laughs> oh, backstory. Yeah. Um. So. Uh. Yeah. I think that was what it. I think that's what it's called. But yeah. The the original cyberpunk uh, was set in uh, 2013, as far as I know. Now, I, I may get a, a call out from uh, Maximum Mike, um, leaving me a very deep voiced message if he hears this going, you didn't know about the thing. But Oh, uh, God, does Mike Ponsman listen to our show? <laughs> I, I, I'd be surprised if Mike listens to anything other than the, you know, the, the, the ferocious beating of his own heart and, you know, the, <laughs> the, the, the marching feet of the future approaching. But, um, <laughs> rock. 
classic rock. And classic rock, yeah. Um, None uh, of those surprise me, if I'm honest. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, and My Little Pony. Oh, yes. Yeah. Sort of yeah, that also um, surprised me. Yeah. But, oh, my uh, God. It's okay. Yeah. I, I don't mean to interrupt. Maybe mm-hmm. I do. Because um, <laughs> I'm still talking. But <laughs> is there any way we could get Mike Pondsmith in on a game of uh, Tales of Equestria? <laughs> I have no <laughs> idea. I have no idea at all. I um, would 100% run that for him. Okay. All right. Uh, well, just just putting it out there, Mike. If you want to play in Tales of Equestria, I'll make it happen. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, so the uh, the original um, the original Cyberpunk was the Cyberpunk 2013. Uh, black box which um came with separate uh separate uh booklets for the core rules and uh night city and friday night firefight um and i actually still have the combat system Mm -hmm. yeah friday night firefight is the is um I, i i know they they updated the name a little bit for the new one it's now thursday night throwdown yep thursday night throwdown that's it oh, um, they may go that. back to friday night firefight for the full version of red i'm not totally sure it's catchy but i <laughs> like friday night firefight so much better mm-hmm. yep yeah the original friday night firefight had location-based uh damage built in and uh and uh a bunch of other stuff and um uh, was uh, even nastier, if you can imagine, than uh, than the new stuff. The stage penetration was more complicated and more uh, vicious and evil. Um, the the weapon damage was, I I believe, higher, and uh, basically it was even more fatal. Um, and originally in Cyberpunk 2013. Um, the ability, the the uh, the way that uh, God, I'm such a nerd. The way that uh, initiative went was by reflex, but there were tiers of reflex. And what was really neat was some tiers got to go multiple times. So if I remember correctly, um, I believe it was the first tier in any given combat. Um, 10, 9, and 8 would go. Uh, so anybody with a reflex of 10 would go, then anybody with 9, then anybody with 8. The second tier, 10, 9, and 8 would go in that order again, and then 7, 6, and 5 would go. And then in the final tier, um, and it's been seriously donkey's years since I've run this, but um, and then in the final round, everybody below that would go. Um, so it'd go 10 all the way back down. So if you had, um, sand, you know, Sandivist and Speedwear, um, and you were boosted up above 10, you could get to go like four times in a given, uh, in a given combat round. So, and, uh, part of that was also that the solo's, uh, primary ability boosted you in initiative. So, um, Solos would eat people and spit out the buttons. God. It was, it was monstrous. A lot of the other stuff 
was still there. All the characters were still there. The setting and everything was still there. But it was a much more raw game. It it uh, the print quality was still really high, but it was um, it it felt more almost more like a zine in some ways. Um, you know, and then 2020 came out and it was this nice sort of slick single book thing with a lot more finished artwork and everything. But Cyberpunk, uh, the original box set just felt raw as hell and dangerous and, you know, watch where, watch where you stick your fingers kind of levels of stuff. And I, I loved it right from that very moment. So, okay. So it's funny you bring up, cause that's the next thing I wanted to talk about. Cause you bring up, um, the solo ability. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something I I will say I, I liked. I liked how distinct the pregens were. Mm. I felt the flavor material they gave was incredible and the art is really good. Mm-hmm. But mechanically, they did not feel very distinct. And I, I mm. think I understand why. I think because it's the beginner's box. And they mm-hmm. don't. They just want people to get used to the system and kind of get used to the flavor. Mm-hmm. But okay. mechanically, a lot of characters felt very similar. Um, but again, it's because they, they're not. They don't want to drown you with options. They don't want to. They just mm-hmm. want you to get used to the system. I I think yeah. it's what they're going for. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, I was going to say another um, another uh, point about Cyberpunk that makes it different is each class has a special ability that they are better at, um, but uh, anybody can do any of the things pretty much. Uh, so if you want to play somebody who's a med tech, yeah, you're going to be better at patching up wounds, but other people can do that too. And if you want to, you know, wield a, an automatic shotgun while you're doing that, you're welcome to do it. It's just not necessarily what you start out with. So, um, so the your your you advance each skill rather than advancing your class, which is another thing that I actually love about Cyberpunk because it gives you the ability to organically create the character who's doing the things you want to do rather than necessarily the character, you know, having to pick a character who can do the things you want to do. Yeah. And I, I really, as someone who has not, not played cyberpunk before and has only sort of experienced the rules. uh, I'm very interested to see how full character creation is going to Mm. look. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, I think what what this box set has done really well overall is made me want more. Mm. It definitely has it, to kind of uh, to to borrow and uh, to borrow something you said before. It's like um, it's it's dangerous. You have to watch where you poke your fingers. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like someone gave you your first hit. <laughs> and now you want more. Yep. Yeah, that um, sounds right. Yeah, so I like I said, I'm very curious to see what character creation is going to look like. I really like the life path system. Mm. Um 
And the beginner's box by itself is packed with information. I feel like, like I would like more information on Night City, like some specific locales and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I, I with the beginner's box, I don't feel like I would really necessarily need them. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure like, I can. It's it does a really good job of setting what the tone of red feels like, mm-hmm. um, and it reminds me a lot of like um, uh, I'm trying to think of the right way to say this. So uh, again, take a drink if you're playing at home. <laughs> um, so like it's like, um, well, I, so it's a lot like it reminds Night City the way it's presented in red feels a lot like it's it's very dangerous it's on the edge things are stable ish but at Mm -hmm. any moment things could erupt into absolute chaos yep and it it feel like like there were some points i was reading it it made me a little anxious Uh but i think that's a good thing yep um overall I am really happy the way the system works. It is a little crunchier than what I like, mm-hmm. but it's I feel like given its pedigree it's right at that sweet spot. So for those who have not looked at the book, um pretty much it's 2d6 and you add um, a stat and a skill to it. Uh, and there's some more complications huh. for like situational stuff and combat, of course, is a little bit more complicated. And Wait, ha- did you say 2d6? 2d6. Pardon me, I gotta scoop my Wait, brain hang back on. up. Maybe I'm, may, hang on, maybe I'm getting games confused. Uh, it's, maybe it, I'm thinking one... I'm not going to complain, but I didn't. I didn't notice that, and if it is the case, then the back of my head just fell off. Oh, hang on, because it's been a long week. So <laughs> I might. Be... Oh God, I agree with that. By the way, anybody else who's had you know horrible, miserable experiences, um, we 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 have hugs for you. <laughs> you know, show up, find us on social media. We will give you hugs, and we will commiserate. No, I'm sorry. No, I'm not saying no to that. Yes, absolutely. Mm. Please. Uh-huh. If you're having a rough time, shoot yeah. out. Give, give a shout out to one of us. We know what it's like. We'll give. We'll absolutely give you a hug. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But no, I'm sorry. I'm. <laughs> oh, I'm getting. I'm getting stuff confused. Uh, it's uh, one okay. ten. That's what I. That's what I figured. I. It, I. I wouldn't have put it past them to make that switch, but. But yeah. No, I'm just, it's, uh, yeah, I had to drive in D.C. today, folks. I'm a little. Uh, like I said, I'm a little out of it. You're a little out of it. That kind of day. That kind of week. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, the 1D10 thing, yeah, it, it's really that simple. 1D10 plus, uh, plus stat plus skill, and that's it. And I will say um, another point I really, really like in the box set are the quick reference. Mm. Um, there's a lot of games that give you quick reference documents. Mm-hmm. 
And some of the stuff, you're like, okay, maybe I'll use it. This one is one of the best I've ever seen. Mm. Um, because, so it has, there's easy reference for players and easy reference for game masters. Mm-hmm. Um, easy reference for game masters. Um, well, but actually, I tell you what, now that I'm looking at them, it's actually mostly for game masters. Both of them are, one of them's a little bit longer and has some extra information. But there's a short form one that's just two pages. Um, anyway. Yep. It's got, um, it's got stats for bad guys on it. Um, and it tells you to just reskin them as other things. If you're running something and like it's got on them, it's got uh, street scum, some boosters, and private security. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, if you need actual Night City cops, use private security. If you need them to be a little bit tougher, uh-huh. uh huh, boost the stat up. You know, a little bit. Um, if you want, um, you know, if you want a bunch of, uh, uh, I don't know, mafia folk, use boosters. You know, different different stuff like that, which is as someone who just skins things anyway. Uh-huh. Uh that's incredibly useful to me. Mm. Yeah. Like I don't know, like most of the monsters I use in any given game are just orcs. <laughs> <laughs> yep. They're just orcs with something I've it's like, oh, it'd be neat yeah. if they had this. They're so yeah. versatile. Yeah. Kurdag, what that had you wearing? Oh, me Minotaur now. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, now I wish I could draw because I really want I really want an orc as a Minotaur. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just talking about better insurance. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah. So like the the quick reference is super good. It's got like how's here's how to do. Oops, sorry, that's my phone. Here's how to do basic checks. Here's how to here's how to um, how range combat works. How automatic fire works. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, here's like a quick reference for hacking. Uh, a quick reference for cyberware. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all really really good. Yeah. Um. What well, I mean. So. Uh, yeah. So, Cassie, let me ask you this. Yeah. So you've been sitting here listening to Fran and I talk about about this. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on it? My thoughts on Red? Yeah, because you have, you have not read it yet, but you've heard um, us talk about it, right? Yeah, I, I, I have skimmed it because um, uh, Fran has it. So I took a look at it a, while, a little while ago. Um, it looks really nice. I'm intrigued by some of the differences in the uh, in Night City and the world in general. And um, yeah, I didn't. I just I didn't look closely at the rules. I mostly looked at the um, the world book. So okay, so let me ask you this because you've uh, you've played 2020 before. Yeah. Just okay. Once or twice. <laughs> Don't do twice. Yeah. 
Not for quite a while, though. Um, what was... I know setting-wise, this is kind of a a bit of a departure for Cyberpunk. Well, as long as it feels like... like again, as someone who has a cursory knowledge, it feels like it's kind of a departure, but also a return. Uh, progression. Okay. I, I think. I mean, wouldn't you say so, Fran? I would say so, too. Um, I, it's it's definitely not, from what I saw, it's not like D&D 4. Um, yeah. it's, it's, it's a, it's not a revolution. It's a distinct evolution. And, and um, one thing I'll say that's interesting about it is that in a lot of ways, it is, well, it's interesting actually, because I say it's not D&D 4, but at the same time, um, it kind of is in the same way that fifth edition was uh watsy going back taking a bunch of four and going all right wait 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 let's try this again um because there was a cyberpunk 2030 yes. which had a very different timeline um and uh uh similar events but not at all the same outcomes um and as far as i know that timeline is now um kind of a an orphaned offshoot um i did it's, it's cyberpunk legends now Fran. kind of yeah <laughs> god um it's it's got some really interesting stuff in it um it the the company produced it at kind of a, a kind of a low point on a lot of in a lot of ways so it did not have the budget of uh of the earlier stuff or the staffing um, but I got to work on some of the properties, and there are a lot of really, really intriguing ideas in it. Um, but the setting, definitely, they, they set a lot of that aside um, and moved back more toward, more toward um, what I think people would have expected the outcomes of the, the fourth corporate war to be. Um, the world in 2030 was a lot less conventional in a lot of ways than uh, what I can see of the world in red. Um, red, there are significant changes, but the overall sort of homeostasis of the world has has held a lot more than, than it did in 2030. Can I say something? Um, as someone who has played a lot of different editions of Shadowrun, Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, take a drink. <laughs> uh, in fact, you know, really, if, if you're playing the home game uh, with this episode, um, I'm sorry, you might be dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. um, did not think about that before we started. <laughs> but um, as someone who's played a lot of Shadowrun, um, one thing that I've always laughed at. Uh, I guess I laughed at, well, maybe a little bit, is whenever there's a new edition, you always have to explain why suddenly hacking does not work the same as before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> with, with Shadowrun, it's always some kind of climatic, climactic effect. And it feels like <laughs> 
that I think that's kind of what they've done here, and I and I think that's almost what you have to do with a cyberpunk setting. Mm-hmm. If you're doing a new edition, and and your hacking is different, mm-hmm. um, I'm mm. sorry, go ahead. Oh no, sorry, <clears throat> my throat just caught a little bit. <clears throat> wait, wait, no, because it's like, um, because I I'm I'm looking at hacking, and I don't. It has. It, I think it's a good system. I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure about it. But again, I'm not okay. sure about hacking in most games. Yeah, you're the first person I know who's, who's actually played through it. So I am very curious to hear what you thought about it. Um. Well, with the caveat, like I mentioned earlier, that I forgot the rules about <laughs> halfway through. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it did so during. Uh, I, I will talk about the adventure a little bit, but in broad strokes, so mm-hmm. it doesn't really spoil anything. Thank you. <laughs> At some point in the adventure, some guys tried to kill you. <laughs> That's pretty yep. broad. Um, well done. Okay. Very well done. Okay. And the way the adventure is structured, it gives you a lot of different ways to end it. Like the climactic final fight, mm-hmm. um, depending on what pregens your your uh, your group picked, mm-hmm. and there's one they recommend that if you if you've got a net runner, um, you know go with this one this option. So that's the one I picked, um, and it ends up the players need to. Um, and actually, no, I will say uh, something about the the adventure. I'm going to come back to that in a second. Mm. Um, that is what it was written on the on, in the book is absolutely not what happened in my game because yep. of course it isn't because mm-hmm. yeah no plan know. survives contact with the players exactly um, <laughs> but uh, we were able to kind of kind of make it work so what my players ended up doing and this is not in in the in the thing at all I'm not spoiling anything this is something I just had to make up on the spot. Okay. Um, my players decided to to uh, buy information from a street informant and mm. track down the headquarters or, or the temporary headquarters a corp was using uh, uh-huh. in in kind of the the area around um, kind of the slum of Night City around the you know, the outskirts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, or they were using it as a temporary headquarters for some construction projects. It's a pretty which good is where plan. they were operating out of. Because mm-hmm. their thinking was, well, if we just stop them at the adventure location, what's stopping them from coming back to us? Mm-hmm. Let's burn the whole thing down. <laughs> uh, yeah, I that's kind of a... like, I can't argue with that. Let's go do it. That is a that is a damn good cyberpunk plan right there. That is that is some classic cyberpunk of, like you know, why should I stomp on your toes when I can stomp on your throat? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, um, our our character who was the um, uh, who was our net runner, uh, ended up hacking into a node <clears throat> while um, other stuff was happening around her. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. And it flowed fairly well. Mm-hmm. I think two things kind of interrupted it. Hmm. Um, one, I got anxious and forgot a rule. Mm-hmm. Which, mm-hmm. but that was in the that was in the meat side of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other part was just kind of having to pause and figure out how many actions people got to take and mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. And I think it's the kind of thing that if once you if you are playing this for a little while and you can kind of get into the the flow of it mm-hmm. of switching between okay net physical world net yep. physical world. Mm-hmm. Because just doing one or the other isn't really fair to, yeah. to the groups of players. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think it, I think it will work pretty well overall. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit worried that adding more options will kind of slow things down. Mm-hmm. But again, I think once you kind of get into it, hacking is going to to work as well as it can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not to say that it's bad, it's just it's hacking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and that's I mean, every cyberpunk game I've ever played in, and I use cyber small C cyberpunk here rather than just RT cyberpunk. <clears throat> the hacking, it's always either somebody sitting out the combat and just making a bunch of dice rolls in the DM saying, Tell me when you have 30. And they're bored and the people who are shooting things are like bang bang ka-chow cool guy um or it's everybody who's doing the combat sitting there and being bored while somebody is like waha netrunner kazap foo (laughs) so um Um, i i would very much like the title of whatever netrunner source book is coming out to be kazap foo I will pass that along through my channels. <laughs> but yeah, then um, that does sound like something that Rach Bartmoss might say. So, um, but uh, but yeah, that that's always been the problem. And I'm I I haven't run it yet, but I gotta say this looks a lot closer to parity than anything that I've seen before. And I think the the in-game justification is. Uh, both horrifying and brilliant, and um, I, I, I am really looking forward to the idea of, of uh, to to the experience of having netrunners have to haul their stupid meat around to these various dangerous locations to get shit done. Because yeah, if, and it and it's not like I think a, a clever game master can mm-hmm. kind of create things for them to do. Like, mm-hmm. like yep. we, like, like we looked for security cameras and, um, smoke alarms. Yeah, exactly. Like there are ways you can be useful and help your team, even in combat. Yeah. From oh, the net. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just think overall it's, it's pretty good. I, I want more. I mean, but again, like mm-hmm. the overall yeah. theme of all of this is I want more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. Yeah. 
there. I I I have been over to the uh, I've been over to the uh, the 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 secret lair of Artalsurian, and watched uh, James Hutt, whose I believe official title is the Mayor of Balance Town. And what he does is he sits in the back of the the Artel Surian secret HQ on a couch, chortling to himself and killing characters off in entertaining ways to try to make sure that all of the game curves and difficulty curves and everything um, come together in really, really satisfying and ugly and unpleasant ways that will make GMs happy and players scared. You know, God bless uh, or whatever higher entity, uh, Mm -hmm. Cthulhu in my case. Um, um, but those people that have the brains that Mm -hmm. can do that, yep. I, 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 I look at people like I like game design forums, people that talk about, oh, balance curve and, Mm -hmm. and the math side of it. It's like, uh, I'm, I I have story parts. What do I do Mm -hmm. with this? Yep. But, uh, but yeah. So, but uh, anyway, like that whole crew, I, I am. Um, I'm very excited for this in a way that I have not been excited for a product in a while. Hmm. I, I think because it feels, it definitely feels like something that, it, I mean, it's a product, it's something designed to make money, but it feels mm-hmm. like something that is loved and a mm-hmm. lot of care has been given into. Yeah. And like, like I'm glad they're taking their time and and things are like I I'm just excited. <laughs> uh and I'm adding it to the growing list of shit I want to run. Uh-huh. Uh it's right up there with I Hunt and Star Trek. Huh. Which uh the new Gamma Quadrant book has come out. Ooh. Uh written I think mostly by a trans woman. Oh, oh cool. So yeah, pretty nifty. Mm. Uh, yeah, definitely. Anyway, uh, so um, final thoughts on Cyberpunk. Um, let's go around the around the virtual table, if you will. Okay. Uh, so Cassie, you have been the quietest throughout this. Well, which, I can't. Which is which is I I so I want. You've kind of been listening to us talk, um, mm-hmm. soaking it in, marinating in our wisdom, <laughs> um, being seared by the fire of our wit. I might be hungry. Is that what that was? Maybe. Or mm. either that, or I <laughs> might want to eat Kathy. <laughs> no, no. No? No. Sorry. Can I have an arm? You only uh, need one. Well, I know. No, I need two when I'm on my phone, and I will, I need to hold the phone, and I can text. True. Uh-huh. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, anyway, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was a bad joke. <laughs> uh, anyway, but Kathy, I want to know, kind of overall, as someone who is probably going to play this, mm-hmm. what what do you what do you think about this? What do I think about this? About I, Cyberpunk. Yeah. Like, what are your final thoughts? My final thoughts are I'm also excited to play Cyberpunk Red. I mean, what little I've seen of it looks really cool. Um, and I trust Artel to have decent mechanics attached to it all. So I like the setting. 
Um, I, I, I'm, I, I have faith in the mechanics. So my final, uh, yeah. That I think that that is a good thought. Um, I'm articulate this week. I'm also very uh-huh. tired for some reason. I'm very sorry. No, oh, you're not alone. Fran. Fran like gun, go boom boom. <laughs> that is uh, also what I would like the title of the solo book to be, please. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not in a position to make any of these decisions. By the way, I, I know, but I can hope. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, I um, I really like red. I, I, it feels, it feels timely. It feels um. It feels horrible in the right way, and it also feels um, hopeful in the right way. Um, as uh, Mike himself said on uh, said on uh, line in a, a posting at the turn of the year, you know, this is a really horrible world we're living in at the moment. Um, but looking looking forward, looking at the the dark future that he sort of imagined might be the worst world that we could end up living in what he found interesting about it were all the people who would push up through the cracks like dandelions and he said that's all of you guys all of my fans um you guys are the ones who survive and who make good out of the terrible stuff and who bring style when you do it um, and that's there too. And so honestly, for me, in a weird way, it is a hopeful game because it's a game about, you know, being on the losing end of the stick and winning anyway. Um, my favorite, my favorite cyberpunk character, Mr. Goodwrench, um, who was a, uh, who was a med tech and who, got to where he was kind of helping topple corporations for fun um, would fit really well in cyberpunk red. And uh, I, I, I like it very much and I can't wait to see the full thing. And I really can't wait until life stops hitting me in the head with a bicycle chain so that I can slow down enough to actually run a session of it. That is a huge mood. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, uh, shouting out, what, uh, so, uh, Cassie, what are you digging this week? Um, well, I did start watching the, uh, the new season of Sabrina, the Chilling Adventures mm-hmm. of Sabrina. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, um, I'm halfway through the series. I saw you tweet uh, about that, and I was kind of wondering if that's what you were going to talk about. A little bit. I mean, I t- we did about it, and then I deleted half the tweet because I realized that it might possibly vaguely be spoilery, and I didn't want to mm. do that on the weekend of its release. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's the interesting thing about this season is I I wasn't surprised we got a new season of Sabrina, but I was at the end of the last one. I really had no idea. I mean, they ended the story. Mm. So, um, I mean, 
I'm a little, like I said, I'm a little out of it this this week. But they um they went. They're going in places that I don't know. Okay, I I want to wait until I watch the whole thing before I make any. Okay. But I'm enjoying it. Well, that's good because I, I I have not. I, I need to watch. I need to watch the rest of seasons one and two. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I, I fully aware that I am way behind, and if I catch spoilers, it's my fault because I asked what you were digging, and I thought it might be this. <laughs> well, there, there we go, Fran. Oh, uh, about what am I digging? What are you yeah. doing? Yeah. Um. So. I feel like there was a thing that I'm not recalling, but yeah, it's it's been that kind of a week. But there is a thing that I am recalling, so we'll go with that. Um, there is a new show on Netflix, a kid's show, which honestly, that's kind of where I'm living at the moment, um, called Kipo and the Wonder Beast. Uh, Kipo in the Age of the Wonder Beasts. Oh, I've heard about that. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's pretty awesome. Um <laughs> And uh, I uh, one if if for no other reason than that, I think I can officially say that the age of you can't have a gay character on a kid's show is over. It is officially over. Um, And more and more shows are just basically picking up a character going gay and then putting them back down and just going just so you know, and then going on with the story. And I'm really appreciating it. Like, like this doesn't have anything to do, do with the story right now. You're right, but it doesn't matter. He's gay. And look at the cool stuff he gets to do. Off we go. Mm. Um, so there's that. It's also extremely witty. Um, and uh, Kipo, the main character, is a giant cinnamon roll, which, of course, you know, I'm kind of addicted to people like that. Um, and, uh, the, the villains are this mad ass hodgepodge of just sheer insanity. Um, so it's kind of the, it's, it's got a lot of the fallout vibe to it, except if you took fallout and set it in Toontown, um, it's, I think I've run that game before. Yeah, one of the one of the most dangerous animals out there, and um, uh, is called is is the uh, Mega Bunny, um, and not in a you know again not in a you know giant you know terrible claws and fangs kind of way. It's just a really big rabbit, <laughs> and without giving away too many spoilers, there is in at least one episode a what would it be about 80 foot long corgi so um uh these are environmental hazards Mm. so uh it's it's um i mean you know it's more of the same in a lot of ways you know kids have to go off and do things and there's missing parents and oh my god what am i gonna do in this strange new world yeah just just watch it trust me it's worth it uh, kind of keeping with that theme, which that sounds incredible. I'm absolutely <laughs> going to go watch that. Um, but so, um, what's kind of been keeping me so 
this shouldn't surprise anyone uh, as far as it being good. But what what's kind of been keeping me sane this week is uh, Pokemon. Mm. Uh, so I've been playing Pokemon Sword. Oh, cool. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, I enjoy running. I, I It reminds me a lot of playing Pokemon for the very first time. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm running around and I'm finding all sort like all sorts of new Pokemon, and it's like it's like oh my god, what is that thing? I mm. have no idea. <laughs> Aww, <laughs> but it's it's really good. Um, it just it's just warm and fuzzy, and it's been helping deal with hard stuff. Uh, so if you haven't played it and you're interested at all. Go check out Pokemon Sword. Or Shield. Hey. Back actually get Shield and then send me uh your friend request. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so good times. Um anyway, Cassie, where can people find us? Or where can people find you? They can find me at Tip Transformed on Twitter. And Fran, where can they find you at? Well, let's see. You can find my book, Vigilant Through Shadows and Dreams, anywhere that fine ebooks are sold, or you can get a print copy from Drive Through Fiction. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at Ronalyn Valor and Ooh. most other places, just as Fran Stewart or Francis Stewart. I don't want to inter- I don't mean to interrupt, but mm-hmm. it's not just uh it's not um oh crap. I'm so sorry. I forgot the name of your huh? first book. Vigilant. It's not oh, just Vigilant. It's, um, uh, it's a oh, second book out now, too. Uh, uh, well, kind of technically. If you do Scarred Land stuff, I, I, I have written more than one thing. And at some point, if folks are interested, I can, I can do a rundown. But yes, on Drive Through Fiction right now, if you play Scarred Lands, you may be interested in spending two bucks to get our exquisite Scarred Lands calendar, um, which uh, the uh, the full title, let me go find the link, is, come on, sorry. We can edit all this out, right? No, no, yeah, it'll be, it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Fine. I know, I'm just yeah. kidding. Uh, the calendar of the Scarred Lands as set forth by the victorious gods. Um, which is definitely what Hadrado would have called it. Um, so, so basically, if you if you know if you don't know anything about the Scarred Lands, really awesome setting, um, and uh, the the war that the gods had with their parents about 150 years ago was sort of so heavy that they kind of broke the seasons and the the celestial movements of everything and time, and so they had to build a new calendar. So it's a nice, organized, simple calendar, but it's very different from ours. So oh. we've created a calendar that you can print out and uh, uh, fill out for your characters and give them as a reference. And there's also an Excel version, so you can even customize it completely for your own games. So go buy that, and please, God, review it! <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it's really cool. If you haven't gotten it already, go get it. It's really sweet. In fact, the Find me, I write a review. Uh, anyway, 
Um, and they can find me. Um, I've crawled under your deck, and I'm very cold. Uh, <laughs> if someone would get me a blanket, I would really appreciate it. Uh, however, if you don't have a deck, but you do have Twitter, you can also find me uh, at little underscore Lizzie 22. Uh, and you can find the podcast on Twitter at transmissions. Listen to how I spelled it because I've spelled it wrong <laughs> at T R A N S M I S T I O N S. And, and Cassie- we, can, we can be found on Facebook at tabletop transmissions, three words. Um, and we're on iTunes and Podbean, which is probably how you're listening to us now. Uh, if you want to, please feel free to leave a review. If you leave a star review on iTunes, we thank you very much because it helps us with the algorithm. It does. It does. Um, I've tried sacrificing goats. They don't see the algorithm. does not seem to like kebabs. So I, I don't know what else we can do. And on that fall and that on that joke falling short, folks, <laughs> I'd like to thank you for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye everybody. Bye folks.